Thank you so much for watching and connecting, and it is my privilege to be here with you today. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and today we are going to be talking about the new year 5782. Before we get this, I would like to invite you to download the bulletin. You can do it on the website, or simply you can use now your phone, point towards the QR code. There you go. That's the bulletin of this year. I want to thank you so much for your support. Everyone giving even $1 or $5 helps us to do what we do. Thank you so much. You can go to vchurch.us forward slash give, or you can simply send a text message, 432-268-0007. There you go. Thank you so much, beautiful church members. You are awesome. You are awesome, and thank you for your support. Tracy and I also, we give to the Lord and it's being used for our services in all areas. The software aspect of the ministry, also the other aspect of the ministry, which is the location, the facilities. Thank you, Tracy, for your songs today. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with the broadcast. And thank you, everybody here. We are happy to be together Celebrating the new year, 5782. Really? <laughs> this is our worship service, 254 on September 5th, 2021. So, let me ask you something. When is New Year's Eve? Do you really celebrate with joy? Are you happy singing songs and with your friends eating a great meal? or you are the kind of person that you prefer to stay at home? What kind of New Year Eve person are you? <laughs> Do you really enjoy New Year's Eve? I wanna know. Some people enjoy it very much, and others more or less. But the thing is, how do people cope with the feelings of those days? You know, there are people that really struggle with those celebrations, right? Well, there are ones, certainly, that they have so much fun. And you see them, they are going from party to party, from one place to the other. Isn't it true? And they are celebrating, dancing, and drinking. And also, some of them, they are getting high. Others... <laughs> are getting really drunk, and so many things happen. You know that. So the question is, are those people really happy? What do you think? Well, here's something that I can tell you. There are many memories that you go through during those days. True. And there are memories about the regrets, right? You think about, oh, this year I messed up big time. That was bad. You also think about the laughter that you had with some of your friends. And then you go back to those sad moments, right? And you are thinking about those moments. And also you are thinking about the losses. It's, it's a series of memories that we all have during those days. New Year's Eve. It's like a, a time to reflect and think about what we're going to do, right? Yes. But you know what is interesting is how unexplainably we dwell in four things. 
Have you ever thought about this? You know, for some reason in New Year's Eve or Christmas or all those seasons, you are just dwelling in the sadness. You are dwelling in the pain. You are dwelling in the sorrow. And actually you are enjoying sad songs. <laughs> you know, she loved the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve. I'm going to start a new year without this and that. Songs and sadness and this kind of things. Isn't it interesting? The question is, can we change anything? You know, when you think about your past and the things that you have done, is there anything that you can change about that? You think about the moments that you spent with your family when you went bananas, or you think about your relationship with somebody else, you know, not with the person that you are now, but with somebody else, and you think, if only I would do things differently. Sometimes we are thinking about uh, errors or things that we have done in the, in the workplace. And it's just horrible because actually there is nothing that we can change about the past. Nothing, you know? And it's hard to face a new year, like now that we are talking about the new year in the Hebrew calendar, you know, like we do in December, facing a new year because we want to think of goals and things that we will accomplish in the next year. But at the same time, we think about what happened and the things that we did that were not good. Is there anything that we can change about it? We know that is not possible. If there is anything that we can do, is to look for reconciliation. I speak with different friends uh, about their feelings, and actually I took my time in this particular occasion, you know, to, to call some close friends, people that live in, even in other countries, and I asked them, when you think about New Year's Eve, what are your feelings? And you know what is interesting? Most of those people said to me, you know what, Jan? I think in New Year's Eve, how many things I did wrong and how many people I hurt that I would like to reconcile with. You know, I think of the things that I did uh, for example, with my family, whether it was my mom or my dad or other friends, and that, you know, it was just wrong, just wrong. And I would like to reconcile with them. Don't you feel that way? It, it, think about this. Imagine that for the last year, last, the last night, in the last night, of magically, <laughs> It was a gift from God that suddenly we all will reconcile one another. And there was no more animosity, no more hostility, just reconciliation. Now, that, my friend, that will be a lovely New Year's Eve. Tell me if I'm not right. So, what I'm trying to say to you is that, in fact, because all of us are imperfect and we all make mistakes and we all hurt people. 
Reconciliation is one desire that we can accomplish. But in order to reconcile, there are two things that we need to do. One is asking for forgiveness. The question is if you are willing to ask for forgiveness. Are you? It is hard, isn't it? Oh, let me tell you, going to talk to somebody that we hurt, whether it was with money or feelings or work, we betrayed their trust or we just messed up big time. How can we go and ask for forgiveness? Isn't it hard just even to think about it? It is. It is. You know, I know many people that they are not willing to ask for forgiveness. Ever. Ever. They kind of imply that whoever they hurt is their choice to forgive them or not. How about that? There are no apologies. <laughs> there is no way to say, I'm sorry. No. Some people simply cannot do that. And that's not right. On the other hand, when it's about reconciliation, sometimes you are the one that got hurt. Betrayal. They took advantage of you. They abused you. Imagine in the workplace, all the things that supervisors and entrepreneurs do. And here's the employee like you and I. We people that work for somebody else. And then we just see the injustice, how they abuse the employee because the employee needs the job. Example. In relationships. Husband and wife, or brother and sister, or any kind of relationship. When you are the kind one, when you are sweet and generous, giving and loving, and there is someone that is not like that, always taking advantage of you. I can give you many examples. The point is, when is you the one that got hurt? How willing are you? to impart forgiveness, even without those people asking you for forgiveness, without them presenting an apology to you. So in order to reconcile all the time, those are the two things that needs to be in the equation. The one who hurt somebody should ask for forgiveness, and the one who got hurt should forgive. Regardless. Regardless. Now, how wonderful it would be that when that happens, someone is willing to ask for forgiveness, the other is willing to forgive right away, and at the same time, asking for forgiveness. And the other says, of course I forgive you. You see, that is the complete reconciliation. It's when we both ask for forgiveness and we both forgive the other one. But when you are talking about asking for forgiveness, who is the first person that we need to go to ask for forgiveness, my friend? 
<laughs> yes, you are right. The good Lord God Almighty. The good Lord God Almighty is the number one that we need to go when we failed. What was the last thing that you have done lately? In the last week, in the last month, the last year. What is that thing that you have done that you still have not asked for forgiveness to the good Lord? What are you waiting? Is it too much to ask? Honestly, tell me, is it too much to ask of you? After whatever you have done, that you cannot just bow down before the Lord and say, Dear God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> is it too much? It's up to you, my friend, you know. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make that mistake. And it's a mistake, let me tell you this. It's a mistake not going in the, to the presence of God and asking for his forgiveness. It's a terrible mistake because, number one, he deserves that apology. He deserves our humility. And number two, he's always willing to forgive us. That's why it's a big mistake. The Lord God is not like people. You know, we need to ask for forgiveness to people, right? You agree on that. <laughs> But what happens is some people are just terrible. You go so humbly, right? Well, I just wanted to tell you that I feel sorry about what happened the other day, last week, or, you know, whatever. And I'm sorry I didn't pay you back. And I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I just would like to be at peace with you and, you know, make peace. <laughs> you are just hoping, right? <laughs> you are hoping this person is going to have a little bit of humanity and say, okay, Well, since you, since you are coming here to ask for my forgiveness, okay, all right. But what happens is, and you know it, because you have lived that, and I have lived that, we go, we talk to the person, and we say the, the right things. Well, I want to apologize for this and that. I just would like you to be at peace with you. I hope that we can be friends again, or at least not having any hostility And I'm sorry, I, I hope that you can forgive me. We can have peace. And then the person says to me, no, I, I really, I can't. I, I don't think, you know, you offended me greatly. <laughs> you have lived it, I have. It happens. But honestly, it's the right thing to do. And vice versa, when it's about imparting forgiveness. When it's about imparting forgiveness, anyone comes and says, hey, listen, I'm sorry for this and that. You should say, of course you're forgiven. That ability just to forgive, to forgive. Some people have big problem with forgiving. Too much pride, too much ego, too much themselves. That's the problem. But you should be able to forgive everybody. But more importantly, you need to learn to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself because you have betrayed yourself many times. When you think about your failures, when you think about how much you have hurt God and people, and you go asking for forgiveness to the good Lord, and he forgives you, you go and ask for forgiveness to people, and they forgive you, but you cannot forgive yourself. Mistake, my friend. 
It's a big mistake. You need to learn to forgive yourself. And you know what? That's the wonder, the beautiful, the magnificent experience of reconciliation. It's like forgetting all about what happened and start all over again. Closure. Reconciliation is come to a closure in different chapters of your life with different people. Closure. Being forgiven and forgiven. And moving forward to the next chapter of your life. Now, next Sunday, I want to invite you to come to Victory Church, the service number 255, September the 12th, final settlement. Oh, I want to share with you what an important thing is to find a final settlement in your life. And I want to share that message with you. But again, speaking about New Year's Eve, you know, and although we follow the calendar, the traditional calendar 2021, with respect, of course, every culture, whether they are Asian or whatever, and they have their own calendar, we respect that. We want to just come to this point in our lives, right, where we can say, let's forget about our mistakes. Oh, how about that? Don't you love the idea that in the night you can just come home, take a shower, and then after eating something, and you are with your family, and you say, you know what, let's forget about our mistakes. <laughs> let's forget that I hurt you. You know what, I forgot that you hurt me. Let's have closure, and let's move forward. Reconciliation, my friend. You know what, what is the meaning of reconcile with somebody? Is It's a restart. It's a new beginning. Do you know that with the Lord, you can restart every day? His mercies are new every morning. Every morning. And I want to tell you a secret. Here's the secret. With the good Lord, you can restart many times during the same day. Is it a great? Why is that? Because his grace is enough. Maybe in the morning you start with the right foot, right? But about 10 a.m. you lost the cool. At 12, you already insulted five people. <laughs> 3 p.m., you almost killed somebody on the streets because you were so angry. At 5 p.m., you, you feel that you have something in your system here, in your abdomen, because it's the... the that, that's our lives. But here's the beauty in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even if you don't start your day with the right foot, you can immediately just come to the presence of God and say, Lord, I need to restart. Can you please forgive me? Isn't it beautiful to think about that? His mercies are new every morning. But I want to tell you a beautiful story that happened to, to someone whose name is David. And maybe you have heard of him. You remember David and Goliath? <laughs> oh, that is a beautiful story. Everybody loves that story, right? The young guy without resources, without connections, without a degree, without education, without 
anything, even the height or the strength to fight. The only thing he had, the only, huh, was God on his side. While on the other side, you had Goliath, the giant, super strong, with weapons, everything. In the eyes of God, in the eyes of the people, in the eyes of the people, it was an easy thing for Goliath. You remember the story, right? David triumphed. David is the example of how we, when we trust in God, we overcome fight after fight. And he did it because he was taking care of the sheep, protecting the sheep in, the, in his father's field. And he fought against animals, all kind of animals, bears, lions. So he became strong. He learned to fight, but not trusting in himself, trusting in God. And after that, it after victory, victory after victory, everybody loved David and David actually became king. You see what happens when you are humble and you trust in the Lord. The Lord just takes you up. Because it's his desire to show people that those who trust in him can be exalted. It's what the scripture says. If you exalt yourself, you are going to put down. But if you humble yourself in the presence of God, he will lift you up. Well, that happened to David. He's singing songs. He's eating really good now. He's the king of Israel. Ay, but here is the sad story. <laughs> One day, when it was the time to go to battle, he decided to stay in Jerusalem. He took a long nap that afternoon, and then from his palace, he noticed that there was a girl taking a bath out there. <laughs> and he liked her. This girl was married, married to one of his soldiers, soldier that was fighting for him. But David didn't care. These men of God, these men who fought against Goliath and lions and bears, these men who always knew to trust in God now, now is about to make the worst mistake of his life. Yes, he entered into this adultery relationship with this woman, and it was like this. As a result of that, the girl got pregnant. David calls this warrior, <laughs> the fighter, her husband, and now ended up killing this guy indirectly, but because of his orders. So now he is a murderer and an adulterer. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about someone that is so good and suddenly is so bad? You know how that makes me feel? Makes me feel that I was David. <laughs> and it's sad. But it's just like that. Because I'm not better than David, neither you. We all pretty much 
do the same kind of stuff. Maybe not in adultery and murdering, but the thing is, we fail. And I told you this story because I want you to read with me this prayer David said in Psalm 51 that expresses his high concern and pain because he knew at that point the prophet Nathan came to confront him and told him, you are evil. And when David was confronted with the truth, he was humbled before everybody. The whole area in the palace with all these soldiers and people, officials and servants hearing that David was so mean and do that. He did that. Of course, people knew it. But he was confronted by the prophet. David fell on his knees and begged God for forgiveness. And now, please read with me this passage in Psalm 51. From the verses 1 through 4. This is what he says. God... Be merciful to me because of your faithful love. Because of your great compassion, erase all the wrongs I have done. Scrub away my guilt. Wash, wash me clean from my sin. I know I have done wrong. I remember that sin all the time. I did what you said is wrong. You are the one I have sinned against. I say this so that people will know that I am wrong. And you are right. What you decided is fair. So David was willing to accept whatever was the decision of the good Lord. He was devastated. He knew it was wrong. But in order to find that reconciliation with God, he needed to come and confess his sins and ask God, please, Lord, forgive me. And that is what he did. I want you to come with me now from the verses 8 through 12. Let me hear sounds of joy and happiness again. Let the bones you crushed be happy again. Don't look at my sins. Erase them all. God, create a pure heart in me and make my spirit strong again. Don't push me away or take your Holy Spirit from me. Your help made me so happy. Give me that joy again. Make my spirit strong and ready to obey you. At that point, David was experiencing, again, the hope. Let me say that again. He was experiencing, again, hope. Hope, my friend. Hope that there was a possibility that God could forgive him. Hope that his life that at this point was a big mess could come back to a place where he had joy, purity, the Holy Spirit of God dwelling inside of him. He had hope because he knew that the Lord God Almighty is merciful and compassionate. This Psalm 51 is something that anyone should read once in a while as a reminder 
that nobody is better than the rest, that we all are sinners, that we all need forgiveness, that we all need to humble ourselves in the presence of God, and he will forgive us. And he says, I want your Holy Spirit back. I want more than anything, God, I want your Holy Spirit dwelling in me. And the question is, why? Why do you think it was important for David to have the Holy Spirit? I will tell you there are two things the Holy Spirit does inside of you, in your heart. The number one thing is that he will show you that you need God's forgiveness. <laughs> Why do you think many people cannot ask for forgiveness to anybody? Because they can't see that. The Lord God is trying to show them, but they are so stubborn. They say, no, I don't, I don't need to ask for forgiveness to anybody. You know, she, she started all this. You know, he, he was the first one saying that thing to me. You know, they, they began all these issues. I didn't do anything wrong. I just retaliated. <laughs> I don't need to ask for forgiveness. And to God, why? One of the most wonderful things the Holy Spirit can do in your life, my friend, is to show you that you need God's forgiveness. And why is it important? I'll tell you why. Because this life, <laughs> hello, hello, are you listening to me? This life is temporary. The body that we have is not going to last forever. It's just a temporary thing. And eventually, through the deterioration of our bodies, we decay to the point where cease to exist as human beings. And that is why we need God's forgiveness. That is why we need God's forgiveness. Because once our body stops working here on this worldly life, then we will experience a transition, whether it's to the presence of God, where it's peace and joy, love forever and ever, or other place. But the second thing the Holy Spirit will show you is that Jesus is your Savior. With all respect to all religions and all People that believe whatever they want to believe. Because I respect everybody's view. But the Lord Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other name given to men in which we can be saved but in the name of Jesus. There is only one who died for you and had risen. He resurrected to show you that he is the true son of God. The Holy Spirit will show you two things in your life, my friend. The number one is you need God's forgiveness. And the number two is that Jesus is your savior. We want the best for every group on the planet, right? We want the best for Jews. Chinese, Russian, Australian, people from Singapore, Malaysia, Argentina, 
we want the best for everybody. Mayans, Incas, Hindus, Mongolians. We want the best for everybody. And the best is to receive the revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. Are you ready to give your life to the Lord, my friend? If you are just listening today to this podcast, if you are in France or in Russia, whatever you are listening or whatever you are watching, whether you are using a Vimeo channel, a YouTube channel, our app, our Roku channel, it, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, my question to you is, if today was the last day of your life, and you have the opportunity to have peace with God, be right with God, would you do it in order to have access to eternal life? Would you do it, my friend? You know what is the only requirement is to believe. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So I invite you to remember this scripture, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. So now I invite you to say a prayer with me, and just by opening your heart and saying words with faith, you experience your forgiveness. Dear God, thank you for the new opportunity, opportunities you always give us. I really want to change. I need your help, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. <laughs> I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. And it's possible, my friend, because on Calvary, the Lord Jesus paid the price for your salvation. You are forgiven. Would you like to say it with me? I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and activating me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you His kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, Victory Church, my family, my congregation, we wish you a beautiful rest of your Sunday. See you next time. for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us 
and our phone number is 432-614-9798.